This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك وصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله وفي الإسلام أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, I start by praising Allah Almighty and sending salawat upon our beloved Master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I believe it was last week where we discussed the importance of the Quran in one's life and how it's first and foremost a guidance to mankind that ensures that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and that we live our lives not according to our whims and desires, but according to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to live by. And that this Quran is a blessing from Allah, it is a mercy from Allah, it is a source of healing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it heals the hearts, the soul and the body. Now, with that blessings that Allah has given us, with the Quran that was sent to us, and given to us by the Prophet ﷺ, not just the Qur'an, but also something similar to it. When the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith, I have been given the Qur'an and something similar to it, uh, meaning the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, the way of life, the statements, the actions of the Prophet ﷺ. Those two things combined is what makes life worth living. Those two things combined is what makes sense of the world and everything that is happening around us and gives us direction and purpose. It is the Qur'an and the Sunnah, revelation from the Almighty. Now, Alhamdulillah, we have it, we study it, we read it. But there is a responsibility that comes with that, and that's a responsibility of spreading it. A responsibility of carrying the message forward, continuing the message. And my brothers and sisters, this is not a responsibility that is just for the scholars only. It is not a responsibility just for the du'at or the imams, or the khatibs. It is a responsibility that falls upon all of us. 
all of us are meant to be carrying this message. If you are aware of a good opportunity, dunya related, you cannot help yourself but to tell others. You will call out your family, your friends, your co-workers, do this instead, it is a good opportunity. Join this program instead, apply for this job, go to this university, this is a really good business opportunity. We constantly spread things dunya related and we almost feel like a sense of responsibility that when there is a good opportunity that you should share it with others. Now the greatest opportunity and the greatest blessings that we have is our faith, our deen, al-Islam. Have we got the sense of responsibility we ought to have as it relates to the message that we carry? And I want to honestly ask myself first and foremost, because we all have shortcomings in this regard. Have we truly done everything or at least that which should have been enough as it relates to calling to Islam? Have we spoken to our neighbors? Have we spoken to our co-workers? Have we tried to spread the message far and wide? And if we haven't, we have to ask ourselves the question, why not? What's stopping us? What's stopping us? Do we, want, do, do we not want goodness for others? Do we not want guidance for others? Do we not feel a sense of responsibility when the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Convey from me even if it's one ayah. When he said this, and he told his companions, and they promised that they would, and wallahi they did. And the following generations continued on. There are more Muslims on earth today than ever was. Close to two billion. Do we carry that sense of responsibility? Do you carry it in your home? Do you feel an obligation to spread Islam in your home, in your neighborhood, to your friends? We have to reignite the passion, the zeal, the sense of purpose. A good friend and a sheikh said once, the best way to save God, our children from misguidance, in this difficult, wretched world, where all sort of misguidance is being spread everywhere, in the schools, on social media, on TV, is to turn them into callers to guidance. When you send your child to school, or a teenager, or a young woman and young man goes to university, when are you worried about them? When they are recipients of guidance and they are listening to other people. But imagine they were going there armed with the Quran and Sunnah calling to Islam. We would not be worried about them. We would be encouraged in them. And they will go out into the world as missionaries, as callers to Islam, as people that are inviting others to the truth. This is what we need to instill within our communities, my brothers and sisters. You have in your hearts and in your homes the greatest guidings Allah has given. Yet, we are not doing enough to spread it. And I want to focus on a particular man that Allah spoke about in the Quran. This man, we do not know his name. Allah did not tell us his name. Yet forever until the day of judgment, his story will be recited. And this is a man that is mentioned in Surah Yasin. No one knows his name. Some scholars try and figure out who he was and which city the story happened in. But Allah did not tell us his name and Allah did not tell us where it happened. Allah speaks about a community who were misguided and Allah sent them messengers. Two in fact. فَكَذَّبُوهُمَا 
They denied them. They rejected them. They didn't believe in them. Allah says, فَعَزَزْنَا بِثَالِثِ Then I strengthened them with a third messenger. Can you imagine a qarya, a city, a town? Three messengers were sent to them. And they continued to deny them. إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا تَكْذِبُونَ You are lying, they said. They refused to believe in the message. Now, I want you to imagine living in that town. And I want you to imagine knowing there are three messengers present. You will probably feel, I am not needed. I am not needed. If they're not listening to the messengers, what is my role? What can I do? I'm just a regular person. Allah tells us that as they were going back and forth with this community, from the furthest part of the city, a man came running. He has, what is his business? What does he want? He wants to save the people. He wants their guidance. Some of the narrations mention that he was a sick man. He did not have much energy. He wasn't particularly respected. He did not have much authority. He came. Not only did he come just walking, strolling, he came running. What's the urgency? He wants to save his community. And he said, Ya mursaleen Oh my people, follow the messengers. He wasn't calling to himself. The only reason he's there is to ensure that the people follow the guidance. Follow those that are not asking you for anything. And the scholars, they benefit something from this because Allah often would instruct the messengers that when they are calling to Islam, that they tell the people, by the way, I have no other motive. I don't want any money from you because when people realize that you have no other motive, no other agenda except goodness and guidance for them, they are more likely to receive the message. They are guided. They are upon the truth. They can provide you a life that will give you guidance in this world and Jannah in the hereafter. Follow the messengers. And then he spoke to them. He spoke to them. And he didn't think, why should I speak? He didn't even worry about the consequences. A people that not only refused and rejected three messengers, they threatened to kill those messengers. Oh messengers, they said to them, if you do not stop, we will kill you. We will stone you to death. We will give you a painful punishment. A people that refused their messengers, that rejected them, that threatened these messengers and he came all the way from the other side of the town to speak to those dangerous people and he said and he continued admonishing them and calling them what happened to them my brothers and sisters Allah speaks to us about this man whom we are now talking about ages ages after he was he lived so and forever until we will be reciting his story how special is he in front of the Allah, Allah's eyes? They killed him. They killed him. They stomped him to death. 
You could have stayed home. But they killed him. And then Allah tells us what happened afterwards. He was told, enter into Jannah. And when he saw the bliss and the joy and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his maqa'at in Jannah, he was still thinking about his people. Ya layta qawmi ya'lamun. Ya layta qawmi ya'lamun. Oh, I wish my people knew. Oh, how I wish my people knew. بِمَا غَفَرِي رَبِّي وَجَعَلْنِي مِنَ الْمُكْرَمِينَ How my Lord has forgiven me and has made me among the honored ones. Even after death, he was thinking about his people. Now I ask you this question, my brothers and sisters. What drove him? He wasn't a messenger. He wasn't a prophet. What drove him out of his house? What made him rush? What made him speak? It was a sense of responsibility to call to Islam. A sense of responsibility to share this beautiful message. It is this responsibility that we all have to share. It is this responsibility, this passion, this need to guide others. There are no other messengers coming. It is our responsibility. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله My beloved brothers and sisters The responsibility of da'wah is something that is upon all of us And one immediately may worry and say But Shaykh, I do not have much knowledge How am I going to spread the word? How am I going to call to Islam? I have not studied much and to that I say to you, you teach and you spread what you know. You can hold a conversation with anybody about Islam. You talk about Allah, that he's the only one worthy of worship. You talk about Islam, you talk about prayer, you talk about what you know, being dutiful to your parents, the importance of giving charity. There is so much about Islam that you do know that you can share. Now, it's your responsibility to ensure to never speak about something you have no knowledge of. And this is why it's important that you understand you are responsible for what you know and you should spread it. But you're not held accountable for what you don't know. In fact, you're held accountable if you delve into things that you have no knowledge of. And that is also your responsibility. But become callers to Islam. Become callers to Islam. Start with your own home. Start with your own children. It is not the madrasa teacher's job to guide your children. It's not their job and that's it. You are responsible for your children. It is not, it's your, you are responsible for your neighborhood. And you have to have this sense of responsibility. And da'wah comes in various forms. You can give da'wah to your fellow Muslims to ensure those that don't pray, start praying. Those that consume intoxicants, stop consuming intoxicants. Those that are littering the streets and causing issues, that you advise them and you warn them. Those that are not wearing hijab, that you ensure that you speak to them about it. It could be that you're calling your fellow co-workers, your fellow neighbors that aren't Muslim, and you call to them about Islam, the beauty and the justice of la ilaha illallah, whatever capacity. Look at Prophet Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. When he was in prison, when he was in prison, two other prisoners, Allah tells us, that joined him in that jail. And as he was in there, they asked him to interpret dreams. He used that opportunity to spread the message of Tawheed. 
He used that opportunity immediately telling them, I follow the faith of my father and his father and my great-grandfather Ibrahim. And he told them about Tawheed, the right of Allah to be worshipped alone. And then he asked them, Is it better to worship many deities that are false gods or the one worthy of worship? He proceeded to call them to Islam first, then interpret their dreams. You will get opportunities similar to that. Where someone asks you, Sisters, why do you wear hijab? What is this all about? Especially now what's going on in the world, there is a lot of opportunity to open up conversations. Let's all become callers to Islam. The Prophet wasallam was sent as a mercy to mankind. Rahmatan lil alameen, all of mankind. But the Prophet himself did never leave the peninsula. He never came to Europe. He never went to Africa. So... That mercy to mankind, how is it going to be spread by his followers? And wallahi, the sahaba, the tabi'een, and those that came after did such a good job. And I don't want you to just think, well, how am I going to become like the companions or the tabi'een or the great scholars? Imam Shafi'i was a great scholar. But does anyone know who taught him Alif Bata? Or who taught him the, the Mu'awdatayn and the Fatiha? Not everybody is someone whose name will be remembered. But Allah will remember your efforts. Even if they're small, Allah will bless it. You could be, you could be crucial for someone's guidance. You could be that, that voice that they hear that start, makes them start praying. You could be that person that they see doing something. Standing up for justice that they then want to imitate. There are so many people entering into Islam every single day. I say it in this masjid. And wallahi, the brothers and the sisters that bring us reverts, they're not scholars. They're just regular people like everyone that's in this masjid. But they were willing to have that conversation. They had the courage to speak to that person. They had an eagerness to spread the message. I know one young man that regularly comes here. I think he's added, what, 14, 15 people that enter Islam because of him? I honestly get surprised. What is your secret? I say to him, Ya Shaykh, Wallah, I just speak to them. I just speak to them. Look at the barakah. Look at the barakah. And I don't want to uh, miss out on give, making dua and remembering our beloved brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aid them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease their suffering. But I want to share with you what one Palestinian brother said. He was asked, what are some of the best ways we can help you? And he said, those among you that are all over the world, one of the best ways you can help us, one of the best ways you can help us is by spreading the message of Islam. By calling to Islam. And you might wonder, well, how is that going to help you right now? But wallahi, that is such a deep way of thinking. The more people that understand Islam, the more people become just. The more people become just, the less they tolerate injustice. Spread Islam, for in it is our salvation and everybody's salvation. Barakallahu feekum. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins. Sallu ala nabiyyum kama marakallahu ta'ala haythu qal inna allaha malaikatu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu tislima Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama salayta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidul majid radiyallahu ma'an khulafai al-arba'a abi bakrim wa umar wa uthman wa ali wa'an sa'ili sahabati wa tabi'ina wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsani la yawmiddin Allahumma la tufarriq jam'ana hatha illa bithambin maghfur wa sa'yin mashkur wa amal mutakabal mabrur Allahumma j'al khayra umrina awa 
الاخره وخير عملنا خواتمه وخير ايامنا يوم نقاك فيه اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها مولاها اللهم انصر المستضعفين المسلمين المتقين المؤمنين في كل مكان اللهم انصرهم اللهم انصرهم اللهم انصرهم اللهم عليك بالظالمين فانهم لا يعجزونك واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.